The Word for You is presented by Grace Point Church in Lakewood, Ohio. We are located at the intersection of Warren and Alger and welcome you to visit us in person or online at gracepointlakewood.com. That's G-R-A-C-E-P-O-I-N-T-E-L-A-K-E-W-O-O-D dot com. Listen to podcasts of sermons from our pastor, Mike Bartolone, and various guest pastors. You will see that grace is always the point, and you are always welcome. Moms and God's daughters and sons, it's time to speak up. The message for me of of today is speak life. And this is for everybody in the room. This is just not for mothers. It's for everybody. See, through your voice-activated life, you would discover your true identity in Christ, which will define your life in the present tense and future tense and declare your future. Moms and God's daughters, it is time to speak up. Amen? What do you speak? Words of wisdom. Words that shape and define our lives. Proverbs 18, verse 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Amen? See, words reveal the faith we have in our lives. Let's go to Luke 6, 45. It says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil for out of the abundance of the heart everybody's mouth speaks <laughs> so whatever in your heart is going to come out let's go to Matthew chapter 12 that's why it's good to get our hearts pure amen so that whatever comes out is only good Matthew 12 verse 34, the last half of the verse, it says, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Verse 35, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give an account. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. So whatever's in the well of your heart will come out, especially when you're mad. You'll start really hearing your heart, and then you know you got work to do. Amen? Just like when you're driving down the freeway at 70 miles an hour, and the guy in the left lane decides to make a right turn in front of you, or the person, you know, could be anybody. But what's in the tree will come out in the fruit. Our words can direct us and others in life. Our words can destroy us and literally hurt others. Our words display who we are and what's in our hearts. And our words can delight others and hurt them. Proverbs 23, 7 says, As a person thinks in their heart, so are they. Henry Ford once said, If you think you can, or if you think you can't, Either way, you are right. (laughs) If you think you can, 
Or if you think you can't, either way, you are right. See, the outcome of our days, the outcome of our life, lives depends on us, how we think, how we're thinking in our hearts, and what we begin to speak. Our dreams, our destinies depend on us, the words we speak. See, God's desire for your life is that you fulfill your full potential, which goes back to much of what has been already said on the importance of who you are. We are God's sons and daughters. Amen? How many believe that? Amen. And when we fail to know ourselves, we never realize our full and God-given potential. Knowing who you are will determine the success of what you will become. Your dream or dreams or destinies or potential rests on one thing, you. And you've got to be careful who you tell your dreams to. Sometimes your family will never believe you. That sometimes can be very painful. Remember, if you think you can or if you think you can't, either way, you're right. But how can we learn who we are? We've got to read the scriptures and listen to what Jesus says we are. Listen to what God says we are. Amen? And believe it. Believe what we read. Even to the point of memorizing if we have to so that we can convince ourselves and say it over and over. But every time you open your mouth... You are creating a, a, a presence and an energy that will either start working for you or against you during the course of your lifetime. I mean, I'm constantly asking God to watch what I say, and, and I always try to watch and listen to what I say so I can learn from that and not do it again if it's not going the right way. Amen? Because once you speak, you become the artist of your destiny the artist of your life or dream or potential. Kenneth Copeland said, words create an image on the inside of you. You paint, you create the picture of your life. And you will never accomplish your destiny or dream apart from looking honestly on the inner life that you have, on you. Your inner man is the real you. Let's go to James chapter 1. I mean, oh, James has a lot to say about the tongue. <laughs> that unruly little thing. Have you read the book of James lately? You should. <laughs> James chapter 1. Verse 19. It says, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear. Slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce righteousness of God. Be slow to speak. Contemplate before you're going to speak it out. See, once your inner image is in agreement with your dream or destiny, your outer physical actions become the likeness of what's inside, what's your inner image. So you then start to speak life, believe in and behave like and receive the image that exists inside of you. If you want to know about a person, just listen to them talk. And you can find out what's going on. See, creating and developing your inner image is how you make your dreams and destinies become your reality. Moms and God's daughters and sons, it is time to speak up. And what do we need to speak? Life. We need to speak hope. We need to speak love. Amen? We need to speak truth. 
We need to speak grace and mercy. See, much of our problem or problems center on the fact that we cannot do instead of what we can do. But we must learn to listen to what we speak. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 2, in the Amplified says, You are snared with the words of your lips. You are caught by the speech of your mouth. Proverbs 6, 2 in the New King James says, You are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. But then Proverbs 12, 6 says, The words of the wicked are lying in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright, the righteous one, the sons and daughters of God will deliver them. Amen? So you can't, you got to be careful what you say because you can't put it back in the milk carton. Amen? See, the, there is power in your tongue to bless or to curse. For you, for your children, and for others, victory or defeat are in the power of the tongue. And if you're going to make it in life, you must open your mouth and speak forth what you need or want out of life. What do you want? Joyce's Meyer, Joyce Meyer's book, The Battle of the Mind, is a good book. In fact, she wrote, that book was so famous, she put all of that information into a Bible. She has the Battle of the Mind Bible. And we were, you know, we were blessed uh, just a... I think a couple of years ago, one of the, uh, um, I think was that maybe a, a prison for women that was like, a, you know, one, one year out as you come out, a release center needed some Bibles for the ladies that were going through troubled times, and they asked if we can donate some, and we had somebody, a friend of ours, give an amount of money, and we were able to send them maybe 10 or 15 Bibles, for, and then we used, we, we chose jo- Joyce's Meyer's Bible the battlefield of the mind. Because they need to, <laughs> at that point, everybody needs to change their hearts and change their thinking, amen? So if you're going to make it in life, you must open your mouth and speak forth what you need or want out of life. A person who lives a life of silence, and by the way, I'm not talking about the discipline of silence, will receive the bare minimum of what life has to offer. The Bible also says, you have not because you ask not. See, words are so powerful that they can build you up and tear you down in a matter of moments. But how many words do you speak each day and how many of your words produce life? That's important. Because we have to listen to ourselves and then listen to others. Because we live in a world of defeated, dreamless people. And here's a question to ask yourself. Do you or don't you believe in yourself? Your words will tell you either way if you believe in yourself by how you speak. In fact, you will be amazed at how you will begin to see the world from a whole different perspective when you start speaking life into your future. So speak life. Amen? Amen. Speak hope. Speak love. Speak encouragement because negative words... Create an in-the-box mentality which keeps you cramped up and unable to move forward or backward. Let's go to Psalm 141. Psalm 141, verse 3. It says, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Psalm 141, verse 3. 
See, the road to your dream and destiny or your destiny at times can seem very never-ending. The road may be bumpy, and sometimes there may be disappointments and unexpected paths. Yet we must learn how to speak life to our own lives, amen, for our own destinies, for our own futures, and for our own dreams. I've also learned speaking without confidence is worth than not, is worth is worse than not speaking at all. Speak and receive and create or don't speak and go without. James chapter 4 verse 2, the B part of that verse. It says you we do not have because we do not ask. I mean, you, I can remember growing up in my in my walk with the Lord for many years and the Lord saying to me, you don't ask enough. You don't ask enough. Reminding me, you don't ask enough. How many's ever heard that from the Lord speaking to you? You don't ask enough. See, we must begin to find good things, scriptural things, to speak over ourselves, to speak over our families, to speak over our children and our dreams and our destinies. Because the bottom line is, if you want results, you're going to have to open your mouth. You got to open it up and use it. You did a good job today, Anita. You were telling us to praise him. Ever be. Ever be. He's waiting. (laughs) It was good. And not just any words, but words that speak life. A good way to stop doubt is confess faith. And when you put pressure, say put pressure. When I put pressure on my words, there will come a time when doubt tries to get in, but can't because there's more authority coming out of your mouth than the doubt introduced to your thought process. So you have to sometimes put pressure on your words and say, I'm not going to speak anything that's not positive. I'm not going to speak anything that's not life or love or hope. Amen? See, by putting pressure on the words you speak, your attitude starts to change. It becomes forceful and futuristic as you move forward into your future. Let's go to 2 Corinthians Chapter 4, verse 18. It says, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And that's talking about the things we speak. Sometimes we don't see them right away. But if we wait on them and we keep speaking life to them, then things will change. Amen? Because you're determined to press forward by putting pressure on the words you speak because what you cannot physically see is more real than what you can see. How many has ever seen the movie Castaway by Tom Hanks? In fact, if you had your TV on yesterday on AMC, it was on all day. All day. They'd play the movie, and then they'd play another movie. Then they'd play the same movie, and then play another movie. But Tom Hanks in the movie Castaways was a sole survivor on a desert island where he had to learn how to survive. And a day would not go by when he would not dream about returning to civilization to be reunited with the woman that he loved. And he was determined to get off the island, so he made a raft out of all the trash that he could find that would wash up on the shore on the island, he made a raft to set sail on a journey that was unknown to him. And during his journey, 
He was buffeted by storms, gale force winds, huge waves, and relentless rain. And one thing of these circumstances could have taken him off course, but he preserved and preserved tenaciously. And then in the midst of the journey, he realized that he was at a point of no return. (laughs) His choices were to mount up the task of one more wave and risk it all, or turn around and possibly die going back. The key to his survival was his ability to put pressure on the words that he spoke over the situation. So as you speak about your future, your dreams, or your destiny to others, you put pressure on the words you speak over those things, and you put yourself in a position of no return. You can't go back. Ask yourself these questions. What island have you left? What ocean are you facing? And how much pressure are you putting on the words you speak to mount the task of one more wave to reach the shoreline of your dream and destiny? See, destinies and dreams do not fall out of the sky. It's a process, and you must be willing to apply yourself to get the results you desire. Your dream, your destiny operates within the invisible realm. And the invisible only becomes visible through faith-filled, pressurized words. Faith-filled, pressurized words. Somebody said the best way to spell faith is R-I-S-K. It's a risk. But I found out in my life, in 38 years of pastoring, it works. But it doesn't work on your timetable. It works on his. And small, small warning, if you don't put pressure on your words, you'll be shaken by any and every circumstance or situation that comes your way. But putting pressure on your words anchors you like a ship. And when the storms come and the waters are rough, the anchor, the words, it's set so you will not be moved. And even after the waters settle, you still will be sta- standing speaking words of life. See, pressure begins, and when you increase the number of times during the day that you speak forth the words that will bring your future dream or destiny into existence, and by all means, be specific. Amen? Remember, your future dream and your destiny only responds to the words that pertains to its existence. And also, repetition is the key to putting pressure on the words you speak. How you know you can speak to your body and it can be healed? You got to speak to it and it'll listen. Believe me, I'm telling you the truth. And remember, the visible realm has to be united with the invisible realm before the transformation occurs. But the more pressure, the better. And every time you open your mouth, you are creating a, a, a something to manifest in the visible that will either start working for you or against you and will either start fulfilling the course of fulfilling your future, your dreams, and your destiny. Words unspoken are useless. Amen? And once you speak, you become an artist of your future, your life, and your destiny. If your dream is to lose weight... Then create the image through words, slender and fit. Amen? And get to work. 
In that case, in a lot of ways, when you're going on a slender and fit, lose weight kind of thing, you probably need to keep your mouth shut. Would you like some bread? No, thanks. <laughs> Would you like some sugar? No, thanks. But now you must have an attitude of expectancy. Your attitude determines your altitude. Having the right attitude means everything. And developing an attitude of expectancy. You want miracles? You got to expect them. You got to expect them. I'm expecting for a lot of miracles. And last week we had a lot of miracles. And I'm expecting for more. Amen? And that is being able with patience and composure to look beyond what you can see while waiting to receive what you cannot see. An attitude of expectancy is putting a demand on the invisible realm by your words to release what really belongs to you. And when you expect nothing, what do you get? Nothing. An attitude of expectancy is putting a demand on the invisible realm by your words to release what really belongs to you. 2 Corinthians 4.18, good scripture. And three important attitudes to adopt. One great attitude is joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen? Another one is commitment. And the, other, the third one is being calm, restful. Trusting on the Lord, trusting in the Lord and not on your own understanding. Amen? See, the process must be viewed as a lifestyle rather than a chore. It's something of who I am. It's my identity. And since you are waiting, you might as well be joyful. Amen? Be joyful is not optional. A joyful spirit sustains us, comforts us, strengthens us, and reassures us through the journey. See, commitment is the driver of our attitudes. It sets your attitude in cruise control, so your disposition remains consistent while waiting for the fulfillment. And calmness, not worry, not anxiety, and in closing, get organized. Get organized. You got a journal, so you got a journal. You're getting a journal today, so you can start to get organized. Amen. Amen. And you can start writing down your dates of everything that's happening on that date. You know, your thoughts, what God's saying to you, what he's speaking to, speaking to you. And when you read the Bible, you mark down your scriptures and you go back to them. And when you look back at your journal, you know, 10 years from now, you say, wow, God has really done a lot. You know, like when you say mom and then you turn it upside down and you get wow, you know. Calmness, not worry, not anxiety. Get organized. Bring peace. Remember, if it's going to be, it's up to you to speak it. Your future, your destiny, your life. To speak it into being. Number two, it brings, organization brings new people and relationships are vital. That's what the church needs more than anything, how to understand relationships. What makes a relationship work? The number one factor in making any relationship work, it doesn't matter what kind it is, is forgiveness. Because you can take it to the bank, you're going to get offended in this life. At all places, at all times, 
And if you get married, it'll be worse. Because marriage is, marriage is the life of two great forgivers. That's what makes the marriage last. That you're willing to forgive when you're offended. And you don't think alike. I mean, when you're married, we don't always think alike. You know? And keep organization will help you to stay focused and eliminates distractions and it creates awareness and respects time. Let me just say it again. Speak life again and again and watch your future come to pass. Voice activated life in Christ. And here's a promise. The fruit of your words bring good things to you. They are satisfying like a glass of cold water on a hot day. Amen? In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3, this is the last one. I'll, and then after, after this scripture, Steve, be ready to play that last song. How many know what song I'm going to be playing? Speak Life by Toby Mac. <laughs> 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3. It says, but, but he who prophesies, or who it speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. Thank you.